Hello, you are listening to the Bethel Atlanta Sermon of the Week. We hope you enjoy this message. For more information about Bethel Atlanta, visit www.bethelatlanta.com. Thanks, guys. Good morning, everyone. How are we? Oh, good. Well, I'm excited to be able to share today. Um, Yeah, it's going to be good. So uh, I'm going to share a little bit of a vulnerable message. So you're welcome. (laughs) Um, I'm I'm kidding. Um, I felt like the Lord's been setting me up for this uh, share. And... And I even loved, you know, we don't, we don't talk to Vanessa and the band beforehand, and I just loved some of the, the lines we were singing today about, you're our heart's desire, come as the healer. And so uh, my journey, I, I heard the Lord about four months ago, five months ago, it was a Sunday morning, and I was laying in bed, and I was like, God, what are you going to do today? What do you want to do? And I heard him say, I'm healing hearts today. And I said, okay, okay. And he said, I'm going to heal your heart also. I'm like, oh, okay. <laughs> and, uh, and I didn't know my heart needed to be healed. <laughs> Nothing's wrong in here. We're so fine. Um, and, and I felt like he said, no, I'm healing hearts today. And, and he showed me this picture of, you know, like an anatomically correct heart. I'm not talking about a cartoon red heart. I'm talking about like one that's pumping blood and, you know, you got the aorta, you got everything going through it. And I saw it and it had like uh, bruises and it had like gashes and it had these cuts and it looked like bad. And then I just saw him stitching it like, like just so gently. And I'm like, okay, Lord, let's see what this looks like. (laughs) So, and so um, it's been about five months and it's been, it's been such an interesting journey with the Lord. You know, sometimes we love these like overnight, ta-da! <laughs> this wasn't the case. <laughs> it wasn't quick, it wasn't overnight, but I feel like he's been taking me on a journey. And I wanna share with y'all because I feel like it's an invitation. And the Lord told me he wants to heal hearts of our body. And so I wanna invite y'all in the middle of my journey, because this is a word not just for me, it's a word for us, and it's a promise of him for our church. And so, um, it was interesting because uh, I was praying on my porch on Wednesday morning, and I'm just sitting there with the Lord, and I heard him say, hey, I think you should go and talk with the youth group about overcoming depression as like a 20-year-old. And I thought, okay, that's a really random thought, but I'm so happy to. And so I thought, I need to go tell the Stein Springs. I need to touch base. And so on Wednesday night, I was going to pick up uh, my kiddos from youth group. And I walk in there, and it was 8.40, so I'm running late. And the lights are low, and kids are just encountering God. <laughs> like, uh, it was beautiful. Like, I walk into youth room, and, and I see Danielle. I'm like, what? how was tonight? And you're like, well, you said, I shared about the spirit of heaviness and him, him taking away the spirit of heaviness. And I mean, you guys, it's funny because you don't 
you don't, if you're not here on a Wednesday night, you don't see what's happening on a Wednesday night. And we have, the Murrays have sowed so many seeds into these kids and the Stein Springs are just sowing seeds and y'all have a team of 10 to 15 adults that are pouring into these kids week after week. And I walked in the room and I felt like I was walking on holy ground. Like God is moving in this room and he's lifting the spirit of heaviness. And it felt like a kiss from him. Like, okay, you're on the right track. We're gonna talk about the Lord healing hearts and you know, giving beauty for ashes. And so this is where we're headed today. So um, I'm gonna let y'all into my journey. And in real time, you know, it's often nice to tell you the journey with the, with the ta-da, everything is awesome at the end. <laughs> So that's easier, but we're going to just let you in right in the middle. So y'all going to be along for the ride with me. Um, and uh, so like I said, I didn't even know that my heart needed healing. I was just fine. And, um, and, and so I heard the Lord say, um, okay, well, basically I started, I started having encounters with the Lord as he was healing my heart. And the, that Sunday night, we had a Sunday night service, and the Lord started flashing pictures of people in my, you know, you're worshiping and you don't see much, and I saw this woman like, like kneeling on the ground, and I'm like, oh, that reminds me of so-and-so. And oh, oh, my heart really misses her. Oh, she, she left forever ago. She like poured into my life. She like prophesied over me. She would meet with me, you know, at, um, I don't know, uh, Panera Bread. You know, we'd, we'd pray together. And it wasn't the woman, but honestly, it took me an hour to realize that wasn't the woman on the ground. Like, it was such a real encounter. The Lord's like, oh, your heart is broken that she's gone. And I was like, oh. And he's just moving me with compassion. And I didn't know there was this little cut on my heart and I miss that woman. <laughs> and then I'm in worship and I see someone and they remind me of an old worship leader that was so close to my heart. And I'm like, God, <laughs> oh, I miss, I miss the place we'd go and worship with that person leading us. And it just, it shook me. I, I didn't know I missed that. I didn't know there was a hole or a, a little, a little nick there in my heart. Oh, we used to enter into the presence of God. You remember that new song that you sang in the living room of my house? Do you remember how beautiful that was? Like, I, didn't, I wasn't aware. <laughs> and I, I want you to right now, like, you're listening to my stories and they're not your stories. But can you just, um, I just want us to like, let the Holy Spirit invite him in real, real quick. And Holy Spirit, uh, you're just the great healer. And we invite you to soften our hearts right now. And we invite you into our own story. And, and we know no two stories in this room are even similar at all. And that's good. <laughs> and we just invite you to highlight the little bruises, the little nicks, the little cuts the things that were on accident, the things that were on purpose. And we just say, God, soften our hearts, Father. 
You're so kind and you're so gentle and you're the kindest one we ever met. And so we just come to receive whatever you're doing. Yeah, amen. Thanks. So, so I was just, you know, this was night one. I'm like a puddle on the floor there because God is flashing people before my eyes. You guys, I've been in this church since day one. It's been 15 years. There's a lot of people that aren't still sitting shoulder to shoulder with me. And that's a wild thing when you attach your hearts and this attachment love Justin was just sharing on. Like, we wanna do this together. <laughs> and, and it's so beautiful, like, the Bob and Brenda's of the world. I mean, Brenda, <laughs> you guys. Brenda, you're probably watching, I love you. Uh, <laughs> you know, she like, just laid her life down, like, Lauren, I wanna serve you, I wanna do anything I can, I wanna go get your groceries because you have babies at home. You know, it's so beautiful, and her and Bob now get to live next to grandbabies, like grandkids, they're not babies anymore. You know, it's like, you wanna champion that, but there is a piece of your heart that is now in Colorado. There's a piece of our heart that, oh, I, we did life together for eight or nine years, and, and it's beautiful. When we moved into this building, um, it was, I had another moment of this healing process because there's so many people who have sown into this soil that aren't here today. And it is, and we, we are forever changed by what they have sown here. And what they have financially sown, they have sown with their energy, they have sown with their lives, they have sown into our streets of our city, they have sown into the supernatural, they have stepped out in risk, and this is part of the soil that we get to walk in so freely. And so we're moving into this building and, you know, <laughs> we're doing all the things like, putting together 17 pieces of furniture and all the other things. And I have this list of names in my phone, it's 20 something people long, of people I love that are not here and of people that, that you know, I have the Connors and, and the Burgesses, people that are in California doing what God has placed in their lives to do, but we would not be where we are without them and so, I, you know, I'm sure I missed many on my, on my huge list when I started writing them down, but it was part of the joy of even moving in here was me reaching out to some of these people, like, hey, this is part of your testimony, this is part of your story. And, uh, and so, you know, I was talking with a friend this week and we were just thinking, oh, we've, we've run after revival with people. And some of their stories are so amazing, like you're like, yes, you're doing what God has put on you to do. And, and there's others that aren't that pretty. <laughs> there are some of my friends that don't love the Lord anymore. And it just, I'm like, Jesus, like, ah, oh, it breaks my heart. And, and it needs to break my heart. If it doesn't, there's something wrong. <laughs> and so I, you know, just, I, you know, so it's not, it's not been one service. It's been many services. It was last Sunday night. I'm in the back. I'm like, oh, I hadn't thought about that person in years. Oh, 
you know, let's pray blessing over where they are in life. But the Lord's been healing my heart, and it is not pretty. <laughs> it is not pretty. It is not quick. <laughs> but it's good. <laughs> it's really good. And it's, so it's been, a, it's been a funny, funny journey. Um, you know, he, uh, he also started uh, just healing my heart through COVID, or post-COVID, rather. Um, who was, I mean, who didn't have a hard time through COVID, right? <laughs> like, it was, I mean, maybe it was wonderful. I pray it was wonderful for you. It was not awesome. <laughs> the anxiety, you guys, people that didn't have opinions before, they had opinions in COVID. <laughs> like, it just raised all of our opinions to the next level. <laughs> we, and, and it was really hard to do anything right. You know, it was hard to lead a body of people who had very different needs and very different, um, every, everything, because we're all different humans. <laughs> and uh, to lead a bunch of different people Nobody's gonna think you're doing it right, or not everybody. This crowd might, and next week this crowd will. <laughs> but um, it was a, it was anxiety. It was a lot of anxiety. I had this moment, <laughs> and I watched a you know 44 minute Netflix show, and I got done, and I was like, oh, I didn't think about any pressure. <laughs> that was so weird. <laughs> like it was shocking to me because I had this moment. I was like. I forgot about, I forgot that we were living in this world. I forgot that we were living through COVID. I forgot that we were living through racial tension. I forgot that we have people hurting on all sides. Like I forgot for this instant of watching a TV show and I realized, ooh, I've been living under a lot of that <laughs> if I'm so shocked that I forgot for a 44 minute show. And the Lord has been like inviting me in, like that's not normal and that pain through that season needs to be healed. And we all have our, I, I would assume we all have our journey through that season, and I would assume they're all very different. And, uh, and you know, we were building a building in the middle of a pandemic. <laughs> ah. <laughs> we're here now, you guys. We had a cold snap, and we didn't even care. <laughs> Isn't that wonderful? <laughs> I didn't even look at the weather this week. <laughs> I walked my dog, I was cold, and I was like, it's fine, we're gonna be fine. We're gonna have church today, it's gonna be okay. <laughs> but that was not the case a year ago. <laughs> it's gonna be cold, nobody's gonna come. Are we gonna make it? <laughs> do we need more hand warmers? What can we do? Can we buy a bunch of blankets? <laughs> can we? <sighs> Okay, is it, is it gonna happen? Is the whole band gonna come and you know get there hours early and us have to cancel church because of the rain and they're working so hard? <laughs> like, you're just living in this, oh, my heart is breaking for everyone. <laughs> We're all, you know, having these pressure moments. We're in a pressure cooker for a couple years. <sighs> something, it's something. It's something. And, uh, and then, on top of it all, uh, I've been in a journey with my health. I don't talk about it too much, but uh, you know, for the last four and a half years, I had like crazy undiagnosed health issues. <laughs> like, 
my hand. I haven't felt in the normal way for four and a half years. Just woke up one morning. It's tingly 24 seven. Um, just, I, and okay, it's vulnerable to share because I don't want to sound like I'm whining. So I'm not whining, I'm okay. <laughs> um, but it's very weird to live with uncertainty. Like what's going on with my body? Why do I feel dizzy? Why, you know, and, um, and so I've been on a specialist journey, you know. <laughs> I just see all the specialists. <laughs> I didn't even know what half these people did. Um, I'm not kidding. I went into one lady's office. And I was like, why am I here? <laughs> She's like, well, this is what I do. I'm like, oh, okay, that's helpful. Um, and so, but the way like whatever medicine world I'm in works is you talk to them and you schedule your next appointment in three months. They do blood work and they send you the results in a week. So I just keep getting emails of diagnoses, basically. <laughs> and so I've, uh, in the last two months, I think I've received three emails of like, hey, you have this autoimmune disease, you have this autoimmune disease, you have this autoimmune. Like, oh, <laughs> I have my whole life thought I'm like a very healthy person. And I still in my head feel like I'm supposed to be very healthy and very whole and, um, you know, can do anything, can eat anything, can go anywhere, can run any race I want to run. But it's a little shaky to start getting emails <laughs> that say, mm, maybe you shouldn't do this or that, or this is question mark. And um, so there is a grief there of like, oh, what I thought was normal, like I can walk through the farmer's market and eat any sample they give me is not my normal right now. And it is a little bit uncertain, you know? And, uh, and so it feels shaken, if you will. Like, you know, like that, okay, Lord, there's something in my heart that you want to heal there because living with uncertainty is really hard. And, and I have so much confidence in that journey but also a lot of shaking. You know, you're just holding both hand in hand, you know? And, um, and I felt like he's inviting us to mourn the losses. And because he comforts those who mourn. And if I ignore the losses, I'm ignoring the comforter. And... <laughs> If I'm ignoring the losses, I'm ignoring the comforter. I have to own the fact that there are losses. Like we live in a really encouraging, uplifting, promises of God culture, and that can't change. We have to have that. The world needs that. However, <laughs> if I'm not honest with my reality, he doesn't get a chance to be himself. He doesn't get a chance to be my great comforter. I don't get a chance to pull on that from him. And, and so there's two places to go when you start mourning the losses. You can go to the comforter and you can go to unbelief and hardness of heart. And we have an option, because we all have our own story, we all have our own heart, 
and I'm sure there's a little gash or two or more in there. And the comforter doesn't always give me an answer, but I'm greeted by the person. So it's really his face. <laughs> I mean, I just get a look in his eyes. I'm like, okay, I don't really have an answer on this health. Uh, I don't really have an answer on the people that have gone and walked away from the Lord or, or just us or, you know. But I get to find you, you the comforter, you the prince of peace, the peace that passes understanding. I might have to lay down my understanding, but I get to rest in the peace that passes understanding, in the Prince of Peace, in the Comforter, in the person of comfort. He says, come to me, all you who are weary and heavy laden, and I will give you rest. I think I have to take my weary to him. <laughs> I have to take my heavy laden to him, and I have to give up my right to understand. Because the other side of the coin is unbelief. It's hardness of heart. Uh, and I think when our hearts are hard, we're, it's so hard to be sensitive to his voice. It's so hard to be sensitive to his nudge. Um, and we build up walls, because they're safe. <laughs> Sorry, air quote. They're not really safe, okay? They just feel safer. And uh, so I think the question is, are we, are we going to the comforter, or are we going to unbelief and hardness of heart? Um, I don't want to be offended at God. <laughs> And I, he's not scared of my pain. He's not scared of my frustration. He's not scared of my questions. I just don't want to build a wall against him and keep him out. So I do want to acknowledge, oh, these feelings are real. What do you have for him, God? Like, this is, this is yours. There's a great exchange that you're inviting me into. Like, come to me, all you who are weary and heavy laden. I will give you rest. So you come, he gives. Um, Chris Valentin spoke this message, and uh, it was called Hearing God in the Whisper, but uh, a catchphrase for it is, give me your ashes. And uh, so I've listened to this message three or four times since the Lord told me I'm healing your heart. And... Uh, Give me your ashes. It comes from this house, our house verse. It comes from Isaiah 61. This Isaiah 61 is a prophetic promise for our house. It is who we are. It's who we've declared over us for as long as I can remember. I'm gonna read part of it. The spirit of the Lord is upon me because the Lord has anointed me to bring good news to the poor. He has sent me to bind up the brokenhearted to proclaim liberty to the captives and the opening of the prison to those who are bound, to proclaim the year of the Lord's favor and the day of vengeance of our God, to comfort all who mourn, 
to grant those who mourn in Zion to give them a beautiful headdress instead of ashes, the oil of gladness instead of mourning, the garment of praise instead of a faint spirit, that they may be called oaks of righteousness, the planting of the Lord, that he may be glorified. They shall build up the ancient ruins. They shall raise up the former devastations. They shall repair the ruined cities, the devastations of many generations. This is our promise. So I, I love what Jen spoke on last week. She said that we were going to plant your prophecy. And she talked about the acorn and how we are destined to be oaks of righteousness and how circumstances are serving you with resistance. Some of the areas of your life look dark and hidden, but the place of faith in our life requires resistance. And so I'm hearing this message and I'm like, we're called to be oaks of righteousness. We're called to be comforted when we mourn and we're called to restore the ruined cities. Like we don't do all this for ourselves. We do this for our city. We do this for our generations to come. I wanna be a repairer of a city. Like, it's my, it's my heart's desire to see Atlanta look like heaven. Can you picture it? Because, like, the morning is not the pretty part of the picture. <laughs> it's the comforter. <laughs> it's the comfort. It's the, those who become comforted by him, those who become oaks of righteousness, those who then restore a city. We get to give away what we've experienced. To comfort all who mourn and give them beauty instead of ashes. <laughs> and so I'm like looking at these ashes, like, okay, God, what, you, what are you gonna do with these ashes? So what is he doing with these things that we're mourning? How are you gonna, I wanna hold him to his word. <laughs> He's giving beauty for the ashes. So God, how are you gonna make this beautiful? How are you gonna make this health beautiful? How are you gonna make um, these people I love and their deposit here, how, how do you make that even more beautiful? <laughs> how do you make COVID beautiful? He promised it <laughs> to give them beauty for ashes. First, I have to give him my ashes. But we're gonna be, we're those who are gonna be restorers of ruined cities. Those with healed hearts will heal cities. The healed ones become the restorers. And so I've, uh, I've been asking the Lord, what is a, what, are, what does a restored city look like? What does a restored, healed city look like? I think there's a zealous rush of hope to hopelessness. If we have experienced him turning our ashes into beauty, <laughs> if we've experienced him as that comforter, 
there is a hope inside of me that can't help but rush toward hopelessness. When I, like, you know, I'll walk, I used to go, I don't know, to some parts of our city and just love it, and I'm kind of a feeler, and so now it feels hopeless, and if I'm not brimming with hope, I don't know if I want to go, <laughs> which is, it's, it's not the answer. <laughs> the answer is me to be brimming with hope and rush into that city with a zealous hope where it comes out and it overflows into the person on my right and my left and the person I, you know, buy a bagel from on the, you know, the person I, I rent the scooter from. Like, it's supposed to flow out of you when you're brimming with hope. Um, I think people that have healed hearts, they're wholehearted. They belong. When our hearts are healed, we feel like we belong. And I think the world is hungry to belong. And we get to invite them into belonging and out of shame and isolation. Come belong. <laughs> belong here. I got room for you to belong. You don't have to be isolated. When my heart's soft, I hear his whisper. I just love his whisper. When my heart's hard, it's a lot harder to hear it. Uh, I loved uh, Gary's testimony about uh, Columbia. Like, I've been on that trip a, at least a, once or twice. And, uh, and it's very true. Like, Tom will lead the team in encounters with the Lord, you know, where we're overflowing. Like, we're just full. And then you go into these parts of their city and you watch that man come out. This guy looks like he came alive. Like, can you picture our city if people we encountered looked alive after we were done? Wow, that guy looks like he came alive. Mm. <laughs> when um, people start to dream again, when their hearts are full of hope and their hearts are full of promise. You know, uh, you start looking at impossibilities and you're like, oh, those impossibilities are gonna bow their feet to the feet of Jesus. Like those are impossibilities bow at the feet of Jesus. And disheartened people will start to dream again. Um, you know, this is a funny analogy, but go with me. Uh, when I go on vacation, vacation Lauren sets in. And it's something about me, I start looking at all the possibilities of vacations in my future. <laughs> I go on vacation and I'm like, next year we're gonna catch these leaves at peak season. Where can we camp next? What can we do? Like, what if we did this? I literally, Brent will drive me home from vacation and I just start sending off texts. I get on my calendar, I plan the next year. It's almost like you have a couple days off and then you're looking at everything with this hope. Like, what could we do? I think there's something in the kingdom. When our hearts are healed, we look at things with this like rose-colored glasses like, oh, I'm not scared of that impossibility. I'm not scared of that disease. I'm not scared of that, I'm not scared of that uh, financial burden. 
I actually see promise. I see destiny. I see hope. And it just, it's like a little shift. It, and it's all in the perspective. Like, I'm like, oh, I'm thinking differently. I'm thinking with possibility. I'm thinking with promise. That's what he, healed hearts start doing. <laughs> I think we understand people and we empathize with them so much more when we've been honest with ourselves and know that he's already redeemed us. <laughs> like, and we extend healing in a different way when we've already been on the receiving end of healing. And we give away what we've already had. Like, you know, it's hard to give away what you can't, that you haven't received. Uh, I don't know, Mary Beth and Kyle, they're, they're champions and heroes in our midst, and they live in English Avenue. And I just, I just believe with everything in me that they're going to see a little neighborhood of our city start looking like heaven. <laughs> they're going to see a neighborhood restored because they've poured their life in. They moved there seven years ago. There are bars on their windows. It was a very inexpensive house. It's now becoming, uh, the neighborhood's changing, but it's, you know, they moved there with the heart, like, we're gonna touch this city. This city used to be a rough part of Kyle's story, but this city we're gonna see restored. And, uh, and they're there, and for her birthday, I believe, you know, she invites the Favas and Mary Lopez and, people we know and love, and then her neighbors to all have a worship night together. So we have our Beth Atlanta friends, we have other friends, and we have neighbors that have nev haven't been to church in more than seven or eight years are coming to their house to worship. This is what a, this is what a, a restored city looks, starts looking like, y'all. So <laughs> they're there. This one guy, so they're fasting, they're praying over this night. God, what are you gonna do? How are you gonna show up? And this neighbor friend hadn't been to church in over seven years and since his mom has died. And he tells Mary Beth, he said, I'm going to come because I think it's going to be a significant part in my spiritual journey. <laughs> what an interesting answer. Yes, I'll come. It's going to, you know, <laughs> it's going to be a significant part in my spiritual journey. So he comes, he sings songs he probably heard years ago in church and gets prophesied over and life declared over him and future and promise declared over him just because a bunch of believers and probably non-believers are gathered in a room and inviting heaven and people with restored hearts <laughs> are restoring cities. People with healed hearts are inviting others into their, into their home and watching cities change before our eyes. It's, it's incredible. <laughs> so we're going to, um, if y'all will stand, we're just going to spend a minute with the Lord. Um, yeah, we're going we're gonna to pray, and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to invite you uh, to the front if you just feel like it. Uh, the Lord's calling you to even receive more healing in uh, Jesus. 
God, we just love you. We love the great exchange we have with you. That you give beauty for ashes. That you give joy for mourning. That you have called us to be oaks of righteousness who restore ruined cities. Father, we just hold on to this promise and this exchange. (laughs) And we come to you with it. I just thank you for the decree that you gave me that you are healing hearts at Bethel Atlanta. And I just thank you that that is each of our portion. And God, right now, um, if you want to, just invite him into that process. Lord, we just invite you. We say you're welcome to do what you want to do. We love having you work on our hearts. We love you as the healer. We love you, the comforter. We love you, our Prince of Peace. We we just welcome you into that place. We welcome you. You're so good. You're so kind. Hmm. And God, I just just pray right now that you just, uh, just, uh, touch people's hearts and uh, and just soften all of our hearts God we want to hear you in the whisper we want to hear you Lord yeah Hmm. yeah thank you Jesus yeah Um. yeah if the Lord's uh, urging you, I'd like to invite our ministry team up here too. And uh, you can also come and receive prayer with one of them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Lord. Yeah, you're the kindest one we've ever known, Lord. <laughs> Thank you. We love you. Amen. Thank you for listening to the Sermon of the Week. To stay connected with Bethel Atlanta, visit www.bethelatlanta.com.